Hello there, it's Anne-Marie Miles. Words, Wobbles and Wisdom is two days late. Can you believe it? Thank you so much for those who contacted me to say that it hadn't arrived in their Spotify or Apple podcast list. It's so nice to know that somebody missed it and was waiting for it to come. So, two days late. Really sorry about this, but I hope that the fact that we've got an interview with Frankie Dardis and a bit of singing today will make up for it. Here comes episode 18 of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Enjoy! Hello there and welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. It's Anne-Marie Miles here coming to you live from Dublin. <laughs> I am, I'm not sure how this is going to sound because I don't have my usual recording kit and caboodle, but we'll see. We'll see how things go. And uh, I, I was actually hoping to record this while strolling around my hometown. Uh, but Storm Barra has put page to my plans and it is howling wind out there and rain bashing. Again. I don't know whether you can hear the rain bashing against the window. So I'm afraid I'm curled up uh, actually under my duvet uh, recording this in my in the spare room in my sister's house where I'm staying. Not sure if you can hear uh, the wind and the rain, but it is pretty wild out there. So as well as having a little chat today, um, I bring you exciting news. I bring, I bring you news of great joy that today's podcast episode includes an interview with the one, the only, Frankie Dardis. I got to spend some time with him and have a chat with him. And uh, so later on, uh, instead of what's that about, we're going to actually have an interview with Frankie and he's going to sing a song as well. So let's just get my jibber jabber over with so we can get to the important bit of the podcast. <laughs> but as I mentioned, I haven't had uh, an opportunity to go for a walk and I was going to record myself kind of strolling around and share my thoughts with you live from Tala Village, as it were, the place where I was brought up. But um I've been out and about in the car, because <laughs> that's as brave as we've been in this dreadful weather. And uh, it may seem a little bit weird to you, but when I'm home in Tala, in Dublin, and I'm out and about, I do look at significant places. I do look at paths that I trod kind of regularly in my childhood and teens and 20. I say, that path from... St. Melwyn's Park, where I was brought up to Tala Village. I walked up that path how many hundreds of times, going to school, uh, meeting my friend, walking up to the village, walking up to the chipper, walking up to the pub. And how many times have I, have I stood at those traffic lights and pressed the button on those traffic lights? And I just love being home. And I, when I am at home, I absolutely love just acknowledging to myself, you know, this is my, this is my patch. This is where I'm from. I often kind of wonder to myself, if I love Ireland, Dublin, Tala so much, why on earth do I live so far away from it? <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing living away from the place I love so much? But again, it just confirms to me that I am where God wants me to be because I do have a peace about the life that I live when I'm in Wales and I'm very happy there. During lockdown, I did have a bit of an epiphany about how I feel about Ireland, about home and about homesickness. I was pondering all of that. My heart is in Ireland kind of stuff. There's a lovely old song. I think it was the Wolf Tones that sang it. I'll try to remember the words now. My heart is in Ireland. It's where I long to be. Her hills and her valleys are calling to me. 
Though I'm here in this land, my heart is in Ireland. The land of the old folks is calling to me. I don't think I've sung that quite right, but that <laughs> that is the kind of song that comes to mind when I think about all this kind of pondering I do about being homesick. And one of the things, though, that I realised during lockdown is that when I'm yearning, when I'm longing for home, like, for instance, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm longing for Christmas in Ireland. You know, I have to share my Christmases between the UK and Ireland. But when I wish I was here in, in Dublin for Christmas, I know... And in fact, myself and my sister and a couple of the family, we were talking about this. We know that what we're really longing for in some ways is Christmas 30 years ago. Is Christmas when our parents were alive, when we all used to gather in our parents' house on Christmas morning and there was tons of us, all my siblings, all my nieces and nephews. And as they grew up and had, you know, got married or had partners and children, all, you know, all their children and, um, what we're yearning for is, certain, well, what I'm yearning for is a Christmas that doesn't exist anymore. What I'm yearning for is a tala that doesn't exist anymore. My, You know, my parents' house, there's members of my family now live in what was the house I grew up in. I love that. I love that I'm, I'm still able to go to the house. But I hope they don't mind me saying that sometimes I wish I could just open the door and see the old carpet. And, and walk into the kitchen and see the old table. That's not to say that I don't want them there now. It's just my yearning is for something that, that, that isn't there anymore. And I recently actually found out that there is a word for that. And it's a Welsh word and it's hiraith. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. H-I-R-E-A-T-H, hiraith. And there is actually no direct English translation for that word. The nearest English word for Hiraith is longing. And I was looking it up online and it says it's a mixture of longing, yearning, nostalgia, wistfulness, an earnest desire for the wails of the past. And I remember talking to a, a Welsh friend of mine about the word and they were saying, well, it's basically longing for something that isn't there anymore. Homesick for a country that no longer exists, for, for a Tala, for a Dublin, for an Ireland that no longer exists. And that kind of longing and yearning for Christmases years and years ago is what I have. <clears throat> Because if I moved back here now, back here to Dublin permanently, it wouldn't be the same. I've got other family living in my parents' house. Christmas is different because my nieces and nephews now, a lot of them are parents. And so they've got their in-laws. Christmas is, is different. Um, so I suppose my the question I have really that I'm pondering and that I'm encouraging you to ponder if you have a similar issue to me is how do we cure ourselves of that? If we are yearning for something that isn't there anymore, how can we ever be fulfilled? Sometimes I think about it with regards to children. I, When I heard the word hereith for the first time, I suddenly thought, that's kind of how I feel about my children, the children I never had. I miss them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I grieve the loss of children that don't exist. 
I grieve the loss of a motherhood I never had. And and finding that word here, I actually was was an amazing thing for me because I was like, yes, it does exist. There is a thing. There, <laughs> there is a thing where you miss something that you never had that, or they, that no longer exists or whatever. And uh, it actually was quite helpful and therapeutic to find that word. And I think that's part of the answer of how we cope with it is to acknowledge that it isn't there anymore or it was never there. To acknowledge that if there's a deep yearning in our hearts, so, so bringing this back to my, to my constant subject of food and eating, because everything that I, I talk about in this podcast, it, it kind of all funnels back into that subject. If I am comfort eating and it's because of that longing and that yearning, I have to, help myself to understand that the thing I'm yearning for, I will never have again. I will never again be in my mother and father's house on Christmas morning with all of my siblings and all of my nieces and nephews. That will never happen again. Not in that way. Not with my parents. That is gone. And as much as I miss it, I am so grateful for those memories. Like as I think about the paths that I trod in Tala Village, I think about sitting in the sitting room in my mom's house and everybody arriving and, and greeting everybody in the hall. Everyone would come in the front door. And my sister was just, we were talking about it the other day, you'd come in the front door and it would take you ages to actually get into the house because you'd have to say Happy Christmas and hug every single person you met. And that could take a while. But to actually come to terms with the fact that that is no longer there, I think that is part of the therapeutic process, is to really get into a place of understanding that what I'm longing for, what I'm missing, what I'm yearning for, isn't there anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's not there. And to kind of come to terms with that... And be thankful. I mean, I know that not everybody has the great Christmas memories I have. I know that for a lot of people, Christmas is a really hard time and a lonely time. And I know how blessed and privileged I am to have the most amazing Christmas memories and still be in a family where Christmas is so important. And we talk about those things. We, we reminisce about those things and we, and we, pass it on to to the kids and the family and a lot of them have, have taken that love for Christmas up and how important it is, is that we gather as a family and and spend time together but my Christmas history that is gone now and I need to get to the place where I accept that where I acknowledge that and and love those memories and enjoy those memories but move on from there and get to a place where I am okay with that and that I don't need to comfort myself. I don't need to medicate myself with food to get over the heartbreak of the fact that that's just no longer there anymore. And love the life that we have now. I think we have to love the life that we have now. I, do you know something? I'm going to quickly Google a quote that really has helped me. Just bear with me for a sec. I'll probably pause the recording and then start the recording again when I find the quote I'm looking for. Okay, so it's a it's a quote by John Piper, who is a, a theologian. But even if you are, are not somebody who believes in God, just, just listen to, to the first bit of the quote. I, I think there's great wisdom in this, even if you are not somebody who, who believes in God. And it says, Occasionally, weep deeply over the life you hoped would be. Grieve the losses, then wash your face.
and trust God. So even if you feel you can't trust God, listen to the beginning of that again. Occasionally, weep deeply over the life you hoped would be. Grieve the losses, then wash your face and trust God. I found that quote in the same season that I found the word hereith. And I really feel that that has been a, a huge part in my recovery and in my healing. One saying, listen, you know, you're grieving for something that doesn't exist anymore. You're longing for something that you will never, ever, ever have again. Nothing in the whole world, you know, unless God moved time back, which he could. But, you know, he usually doesn't. He has done. There is an occasion of that in the Bible, actually, but however, we won't go down that road. But you can't have that again. You cannot have that again. But a longing for that does exist and you need to acknowledge that. So that's Hiraith. And then this quote that gives you permission. It gives me permission to weep deeply over the life that I thought I would have. Grieve the losses. Grieve the fact that there are things in my life that I no longer have and I will never have again. So give yourself permission to cry over the things that you wanted and never got. Cry over the things that you had and then lost. And then wash your face. And move on. Or as John Piper says, trust God and carry on. And I really feel that that has helped me. That that realisation that that there's nothing I can do to change it, but I do have permission to grieve it. Occasionally is what John Piper says. Occasionally do it. You can't be in that place all the time. I can't. I'm talking to myself here. I can't stay in that place of I wish... My life had turned out this way or I wish I still had that or still had this in my life. We have to move on. I have to move on and allow myself the, the sadness, but, but not stay in that place of sadness. And I really hope that, especially as Christmas can be a really difficult time for people, I'm going to leave Dublin now in the next couple of days and go back to Wales and spend Wales with spend Wales, spend Christmas in Wales with my Welsh family, with my in-laws. I'm really looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to seeing them, especially as we haven't seen much of each other in the last couple of years. But if you are longing, you do have permission to grieve something that you are longing for, but we can't stay there. We need to wash our face and we need to move on and trust God. And I hope if Christmas is a difficult time for you, that I hope that that will really, really help. Now I'm going to stop talking and I am going to share with you the interview with the one and only Frankie Lee Dardis. Hello everybody, I am sitting here in Tala with Frankie Dardis. Frankie Lee Dardis. Sorry, Frankie Lee Dardis. Hi, hi everyone, it's me, Frankie. What's happening? Santa's giving me a Paw Patrol guitar, a Paw okay. Patrol game okay. and a Paw Patrol jigsaw. How cool is that? And who is going to teach you how to play the guitar? Grand... Gr- granddad? No, Grandad. Grandad, okay. And tell me, do you go to school? No. You don't go to school? I you go do. to Neenra, do you? Yeah. And what do you do when you're in Neenra? Um. Do you draw? Yeah. Do you talk? No. <laughs> do you sing? Actually, yes. I would love you to sing a song. Would you Would you sing a song for me? Yeah. Go on, what, what do you want to sing? Are you, are you for real? <laughs> oh, that's my sister's name, Eof. That's um, your sister? What's your sister's name? 
Eve. Now, Eve is a singer, isn't she? Mm, I sing too. Oh, great, okay. <laughs> and what do you want to sing? Uh, Raglan Road. <gasps> People who listen would love you to sing Raglan Road. Um, right? Raglan Road, oh, one day I saw Hopeless and I knew that heard a kid that read a say that I might one day rule. Saw the danger, danger. and I passed. Along the enchanted way, and I said, Let grief be a falling leaf at the dawning of the day. People who heard you say, What's that about? they think you're brilliant. So, is that now you want to say to them? Yeah, what do you want to say? Uh, it's very good, but you are good too. So cool, so cool, isn't it? Yeah, bye. <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> the kid cracks me up I had such fun with him I mean that that is just a snippet let me tell you of all the stuff he recorded but he's an absolute cracker and completely and totally lifts the spirits so listen thank you so much for listening excuse my I've just realised how bugged up I am I think I've got a bit of a head cold but uh, I don't have um, the C so thank you so much for listening Thank you so much uh, for those of you who've commented and given me feedback. I've really appreciated it. The next two Wednesdays, we are going to concentrate on maybe some tips, some practical tips about trying to keep the L eating under a measure of control over Christmas. Just a few little things. And I'm, I'm doing this as much to remind myself because I will be raging. If I go totally mad over Christmas, I'll be raging. I'm trying to have a good week this week. Well, when I get back to Wales, <laughs> uh, have a good week. Just even one good week before the floodgates open. But yeah, the next two Wednesdays, we're going to concentrate on some practical tips of just trying to keep the eating under a certain level of control and maybe keep moving a bit. And we'll have a bit of a Christmas party, you know, the Wednesday before Christmas. So I look forward to it then. AnneMarieMiles.co.uk if you want to get in touch, listen to older episodes of the podcast or uh, buy me a coffee or buy one of my books or even if you just want to say hello, I'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being back in Wales next week for the next episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Slán agus slánche. That means goodbye and good health to you, by the way. (laughs) 